Hello, Pokemon fans, and welcome to Volume 4 of my favorite Pokemon mini-series. And yes, you read the title correctly. We're actually skipping four whole regions and heading straight into Paldea for the next volume. I figured with Scarlet and Violet coming out recently, it makes sense for me to talk about the new Pokemon they introduced. But if you want to hear me talk about how I feel about those games as a whole, go listen to our review episode first, because that's a whole can of work pulls. <laughs> also, as to the making of this episode, I've only played Gen 9 once, and I'm talking about the vanilla version, so any updates, patches, or DLC this game may receive in the future won't be accounted for in this episode. And that goes for any new Pokemon and abilities they add. Speaking of which, the rules will be the same as before. I'll be judging each Pokemon based on their designs, stats, and how impactful they are to the series. Of course, I'll include honorable mentions depending on the type. Even though legendaries and mythicals are still out of the question, I will be including Paradox Pokemon because they're not only unique, but they help give this gen a certain identity. As usual, everything I say is just my opinion, so if you disagree on certain things I say, that's fine. With that said, who are my favorite Pokemon from the controversial Gen 9? I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are my favorite Pokemon from Paldea. And just for shits and giggles, we're going in reverse alphabetical order. Because why not? <laughs> my favorite water type, Quaquavel, or however the hell you say that name. Like I said before, I was a little hesitant on using Quaxley as my starter, but Aqua Blaziken turned out to be a lot of fun to use, all thanks to his high speed, physical attack, and hidden ability Moxie, where it gains an attack boost every time it knocks out a Pokemon. I also love its unique move, Aqua Step, where it gains a speed boost every time it lands. Seriously, Aqua Blaziken helped carry my team during my first playthrough of Violet, and destroyed people in Wi-Fi battles. I guess Howard the Duck said it best. When you're out of luck, you got the duck. <laughs> An honorable mention goes to Finnison. After years and years of waiting, Game Freak has finally given us a Dolphin Pokemon. And my god, Finnison is fucking adorable. However, its evolution in Palafin kind of ruined it for me. It's bad enough that its Zero Form looks exactly the same as its previous form, but that Aquaman-like design for its Hero Form is just so fucking stupid and cringy to look at. No offense to anyone who loves Palafin. Despite that, Finnison is still adorable, and I'm glad that we finally got a Dolphin Pokemon after so many years. My favorite Steel type? Riveroom. Is that how you say it? Fuck it. I'm going with it. Even though I'm still very critical towards Team Star, I am a big fan of River Room, especially with his engine-like design and wide move pull. However, being the first Steel-slash-Poison type means it has to suffer from being four times weak to ground. But thankfully this Pokemon has a lot of perks to make up for it, such as having great speed and physical attack, as well as two useful abilities, those being Overcoat and Filter. Overcoat prevents the user from getting damage from any weather conditions, and Filter can reduce the damage from any super effective moves. That was definitely the better ability to have in Wi-Fi battles. I also hope in the future we'll get access to the moves this Pokemon used in the Star Mobile battles. I mean, with how fucking OP they made those moves, they better make them available. <laughs> My favorite rock type? Iron Thorns. It's finally time to talk about the Paradox Pokemon, and who better to start us off with than Iron Thorns? You guys know I love Tyranitar, and after getting teased with Mega Tyranitar in Black 2 and White 2, this was something I couldn't afford to pass up. Just like the OG Tyranitar we know and love, it has overall great stats, a very diverse move pull, but instead of having Stand Stream for an ability, Iron Thorns has the same ability that all futuristic Pokemon have, which is Quake Drive, which can increase its highest stat by 30% if it's holding a booster energy, 
or after it set up Electric Drain. Obviously, I couldn't use Iron Thorns for my first playthrough, but Wi-Fi Battles more than made up for it. And let me tell you, if you guys thought normal Tyranitar was busted, then you haven't seen the raw power this mechanical monstrosity has. Seriously, Iron Thorns will wreck your shit if you're not prepared. <laughs> my favorite Psychic type? Espartha. Now, this Pokemon turned out to be a pleasant surprise for me. Yes, it may look like a defected ostrich that looks like Cleopatra for some reason, but it definitely has a lot of good things going for it, such as having a high speed and special attack stat, as well as having its own unique move, that being Lumina Crash, which can lower your opponent's special defense by two stages if it makes contact. Not to mention its own unique ability, Opportunist, which can raise the same stat of whatever your opponent raises. The only other abilities it could possibly have are Fricks to check out whatever item your opponent's holding, and its hidden ability Speed Boost to raise your speed after every turn. Personally, I think the latter is more viable. I used Espartha in a few Wi-Fi battles recently, and it didn't disappoint. Who knows, maybe my next Gen 9 playthrough I'll use Espartha for my team. My favorite poison type? Quadsire. Did I, or did I not say Paltanian Wooper will evolve into a new Pokemon? <sighs> but in all seriousness, I like what they did to make this evolution look vastly different compared to Quagsire. Even though this Pokemon is slow as shit. No pun intended because it actually looks like shit. It makes up for for having a high special defense and pretty good attack stat, yet what makes Quagsire viable is thanks to its abilities, which can be either Poison Point, which has a chance of poisoning your opponent if it's hit by a physical move, or Water Absorb to regain health after getting hit by a water move. That's definitely worth having when you consider that water is one of the few weaknesses it has, though you could argue that its hidden ability, Unaware, is just as good for ignoring stat changes from your opponent. Either way, Quagsire proved to be a great Pokemon for Wi-Fi battles and I wouldn't mind using it in any future playthroughs. Now, was Quagsire better than Quagsire? I don't know. You guys decide. <laughs> My favorite normal type? Lechonk. Obviously, Lechonk was gonna earn this spot. I mean, just look at it. It's a cute little piggy with probably the best name you can ever give a Pokemon. <laughs> of course, being the early mammal Pokemon, its stats are abysmal. But, to my surprise, Lechonk actually has very useful abilities. Starting with the Roma Veil to prevent the user from being affected by moves like Taunt, Encore, Disable, etc. Gluttony to eat its health berry early. How fitting. And its hidden ability, Thick Fat, to reduce damage from Fire and Ice type moves. Regardless, Lechonk is easily one of the best Pokemon from Gen 9 as without a doubt better than its evolved form. No offense to anyone who loves Oinkalong. My favorite ice type? Satidon. I like whales, and I like ice types, so this was a natural pick for me. Not only does this Pokemon look fucking cool, no pun intended, but it's got great physical attack to work with. Ability-wise, it can either have Thick Fat or Slosh Rush, where it gains a massive speed boost whenever Hail is activated. Or, if you're lucky, you could have a Sentiden with Sheer Force, which can negate any additional effects to increase the power of your moves. Seriously, all you need to do is make sure Sentiden is holding a Life Orb, and you'll destroy people in Wi-Fi battles. Although, I think this Pokemon would have been better if it was part of Water-type, given its design and the amount of Water-type moves it can learn. Then again, you can argue the same thing for Lugia and Gudra, so who the hell am I to judge? <sighs> My favorite Ground-type? Iron Dreads. It seems Fan was finally given some much-needed love, because it received not one, but two Paradox Forms. Not surprisingly, I find its future form to be better, especially with its metallic body and piercing red eyes. Stat-wise, it's very similar to Dawnfan, except it received a boost in every department minus defense, making it much more viable than before. And just like Iron Thorns, it has Quake Drive for an ability, which can definitely come in handy in doubles if you or your opponent sets up Electric Terrain first. Even though I still love the OG Dawnfan, I'd be lying if I said Iron Dreads is a more amplified version of this Pokemon. I mean, it's Dawnfan from the future, so it's no wonder why I think that way. 
Also, imagine the look on Ash's face when he sees Iron Dreads or even Great Tux at some point in the anime. It'll be fucking priceless. <laughs> My favorite grass type? Skull Villain. After Sun and Moon failed to give us that grass and fire type we needed, Gen 9 blessed us with Skull Villain. First off, I love the whole pepper plant-like design, especially having two heads where one is a red pepper and the other is a green pepper. In a way, it kinda gives me serious dojo vibes with it being a multiple-headed freaking nature. In terms of stats, this Pokemon excels in both physical and special attack, as well as having its own unique move that being Spicy Extract, which can lower your opponent's attack and defense by two stages. Ability-wise, it can either have Chlorophyll to raise its speed in harsh sunlight, or Insomnia to prevent it from falling asleep. It also has Moody for its hidden ability, which can give it a random stat boost or detriment after every turn. Yeah, you're better off with Chlorophyll because Moody feels like a gamble if anything. Hey, if there's one thing I learned from playing Pokemon competitively, speed is very crucial. My favorite Ghost type? Grievard. Yeah, my reasons for liking Grievard are pretty much the same reasons why I love the chunk. It's a cute puppy with long fur and a freaking candle on its head. It doesn't get more precious than that. Of course, being a first stage Pokemon, it has embarrassing stats. Yet it has two useful abilities, which can be either pick up to retrieve any items during or outside of battles, or fluffy to reduce the damage from direct moves, which also doubles the power of any fire type moves. Actually, now that I think about it, why isn't this Pokemon a ghost and fire type? Then again, we already have a couple of Pokemon from this gen with that set typing, so I guess that would sound redundant. Sadly, all the cuteness this Pokemon has dies as soon as it evolves into Houndstone. No pun intended. I'm sorry, but that thing is fucking ugly. There, I said it. Grievard is still cute though. My favorite flying type? Killer Watchroll. Fun fact, this was the first time I used the regional bird for my main team since Staraptor. And my god, did I pick the right caller using this Pokemon because Killer Watchroll was amazing to use. Not only does it have a sleek design, but great special attack and speed to work with. Plus, it's not too often that we get a regional bird that can also service your electric type. It's almost like how Talonflame can service your fire type in Kalos, despite being the regional bird. Spoilers for when I eventually go over my favorite Kalos Pokemon. Hmm. For abilities, it can either have its main one, that being Wind Power, which can boost any of its electric moves after getting hit by a wind-based move, or Volt Absorbs or gain health after getting hit by an electric move. That definitely came in clutch every now and then. Its hidden ability is competitive, which can raise its special attack whenever a stack gets lowered. Overall, Killer Watchroll is without a doubt a very versatile Pokemon, and worth using in my opinion. My favorite fire type? Serilage. Oh yeah, you had to hear this one coming. I mentioned many times before how much I love Serilage, and how it became one of the main reasons why I picked Violet over Scarlet. No offense to Armourouge, but it's a night Pokemon with fucking swords for hands. How could I not put that on my team? Stab-wise, Serilage excels in physical attack, special defense, and speed to a certain extent. In terms of abilities, it can either have Flash Fire to increase any of its fire type moves if it's hit by one, or Weak Armor for its hidden ability which can lower your defense but increase your speed after every turn. Either one can work really, but it all depends on what you prefer. And just like Armourouge, Serilich has its own unique move, that being Bitter Blade, which can absorb your opponent's health every time it makes contact. As soon as I taught my Serilich staff plus Sword Stance and Shadow Claw, it began to terrorize people in both the story and Wi-Fi battles. No pun intended. An honorable mention goes to Skeledredge. It was very tempting to pick Flakoko as my starter, but I won't lie and say that Skeledredge looks very badass. Funny enough, it has the same typing as Serilich, that being Ghost and Fire. The only difference is that Skeledredge is more of a special attacker and has a great defense stat, though it has its own unique move as well, that being Torch Song, which can raise its special attack every time it lands. 
Honestly, you can't deny how fucking funny it is to see a flaming crocodile pull out a microphone and start singing fire songs to roast its opponents. This time, pun intended. Hmm. Still, it was a fun Pokemon to use in Wi-Fi battles. Who knows, maybe I'll pick Flakeogo as my starter for my next Gen 9 playthrough. I mean, why the hell not? My favorite fighting type? Annihilate. You guys know I'm a big fan of Primeape, and I mean the Pokemon itself. Ash's Primeape can piss off. But when I heard Primeape was gaining evolution, I knew I had to try it for Wi-Fi battles. With it having a very badass design and great speed and physical attack to work with, just like its previous form, Annihilate has Vital Spirit for one of its abilities to prevent the user from falling asleep, or Inner Focus to prevent you from flinching, though its hidden ability Defiant can give you a huge attack boost whenever a stack gets lowered. Again, it all depends on what your preference is. Either way, this terrifying pig monkey thing is worth using when you have the chance. So long as you have the time to use its new move Rage Fist 20 times in order to evolve it. An honorable mention goes to Iron Hands. It seems someone from Game Freak must have listened to my Hoenn episode a while back, and finally gave Hariyama some much needed love. <laughs> to be honest, Hariyama was the least likely Pokemon I would have thought they gave a Paradox form to. But I'm glad it happened because Iron Hands is great to use competitively. Even though it's just as slow as normal Hariyama, it has amazing physical attack and bulk by comparison, and just like the other future Pokemon, it has Quake Drive for an ability. With the right setups, you'll make opponents wish they didn't catch those Iron Hands. My favorite Fairy type? Tinkaton. I didn't think much about this Pokemon at first, but after catching one and using her in Wi-Fi battles, she's not that bad of a Pokemon. Not only is she adorable, but has great stats overall, mainly in the Speed and Special Defense Department. For abilities, Tinkaton can either add Mole Breaker, which ignores the effects of other abilities, or Ohm Temple to prevent the user from being confused or intimidated. Not to mention her hidden ability, Pickpocket, which can steal your opponent's item after making contact. Also, can we please talk about Gigaton Hammer? That move is packed with 160 power and 100% accuracy, which is more than enough to make any grown man that plays this game competitively rage quit. You guys thought Amy Rose was menacing with her hammer? No, Amy wishes she could be that threatening. My favorite electric type? Pawmot. This Pokemon was definitely going to appear on my list one way or another. What makes Pawmot different compared to the other Pikachu clones is that it actually has an evolution. It starts off as a cute little Pommy, then after walking about a thousand steps with it as a Pommo, it becomes the adorable Pawmot. Despite its small size, Pawmot is packed with high physical attack and speed, not to mention being the first ever electric and fighting type, aside from Iron Hands. Speaking of Iron, its hidden ability is Iron Fist, which can double the power of any of its punch moves, while its main abilities can either be the useful Volt Absorb or Natural Cure, which can remove any status conditions while getting switched out. Personally, you're better off with Iron Fist, so you can take advantage of Palmot's physical attack. And just like many of the other new Pokemon I mentioned, Palmot has its own unique move called Double Shock, which can remove the user's electric typing after it makes contact. It's basically the electric type equivalent of Burn Up. I guess you could say this Pokemon takes the phrase, Big things come in small packages to a whole new level. Hmm. My favorite dragon type? Bax Caliber. As soon as I found out they were going to add an ice dragon type, I knew it was going to be a staple for my team. And the fact that this was also the region's pseudo-legend made this Pokemon worth using even more. Bax Caliber excels in physical attack thanks to its amazing move bowl. Oh yeah, as well as having its own unique move, Galiv Rush. Galiv Rush? God, I hope I said that right. Not to mention its hidden ability, Thermal Exchange, which can raise its attack power whenever it's hit by a fire move. That shit was fun to abuse. Meanwhile, its hidden ability is Ice Body, which can raise its health whenever hail is activated. Definitely worth having if you're setting up a hail-based team in doubles, 
whether you're going through the story or Wi-Fi battles, this Pokemon won't disappoint and I highly recommend using it for your team. My favorite Dark type? King Gambit. Even though we haven't covered Pokemon from Unova yet, Bisharp was one of my favorite Pokemon from Gen 5, but did it really need a regional evolution? Who cares, because King Gambit looks so fucking cool, especially those giant ass blades going out of its face. Stat-wise, its speed may be embarrassing, but it does excel in both physical attack and defense. Anyway, the trend of Gen 9 Pokemon receiving their own unique moves and abilities doesn't stop here, because King Gambit has them too. Starting with Katoqueave, a move that can bypass any accuracy boost and never fails to hit, and Supreme Overlord, an ability which can give the user a boost and attack slash special attack depending on how many Pokemon fainted in your party. Other options include Defiant, which can give your opponent attack boost whenever a stack gets lowered, or its hidden ability pressure to reduce power points of your opponent's moves. Let's be honest, that ability was always a pain in the ass. Still, if you play your cards right, King Gambit is a very versatile Pokemon to use in both the story and Wi-Fi battles. An honorable mention goes to Iron Juglas. Spoilers for when I eventually do my Unova episode, but I love Hydragon, even though it takes fucking forever to evolve it. Still, it was awesome to see another pseudo-legend become a Paradox Pokemon. Just like the normal Hydragon, it has great stats overall and a wide move pull. Its ability isn't too special because it's once again Quake Drive. Regardless, you'll be thankful to use this or any of the future Pokemon I mentioned so far. Don't worry, I'm sure the ancient Pokemon are just as powerful as the future ones. But, since I haven't played Scarlet yet, it's not fair for me to judge them. Unless Nick is nice enough to train me some of his ancient Pokemon. Shout out to Nick. Love you, buddy. And finally, my favorite bug type. Low Kicks. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't care about any of the bug types from this gen. But I'll admit, Low Kicks is probably the coolest one of the bunch. I mean, it has a good speed and physical attack stat and decent abilities which can either be swarmed to boost any Bug-type moves when you're low on health, or Tintin Lens to double the power of ineffective moves. Oh yeah, an obvious elephant in the room? It's the first ever Bug and Dark-type. Sorry if I don't have much to say. Again, the Bug-types this time really didn't suit with me. And those are all my favorite Pokemon from Paltea. Very interesting group of Pokemon to say the least. Even though I've been iffy with certain evolutions, Gen 9 still gave us a solid group of Pokemon to catch, and like I said before, this was only covering the vanilla versions of these games, so maybe in the future they'll introduce new Pokemon via DLC. Though realistically, I can see them adding new Paradox Pokemon and Legendaries. Still, it'll be cool to see nonetheless. Anyway, who are your favorite Pokemon from the Paldea region? Tell us on our Discord server, or message us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all major listening platforms like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Check us out on Twitch at Eman the Legendary, Nuclear Bacons, Cryptwalk Games, and Carabyte for more geeky content. And tell your friends and family about us, especially any Pokemon fans you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.